Hey guys, just wanted to share a message from our sponsor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tool allows you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Walking into an audition room doesn't have to be terrifying or scary. It can be powerful and rewarding. We're going to talk about it today. Acting Class Weekly with legendary character actor Sean Whelan. Lessons, tips, and insight into the craft and business of acting from a man who's been directed by the likes of Spielberg, Eastwood, Tim Burton, Ang Lee, Michael Bay, Wes Craven, Tom Hanks, and many more of Hollywood's A-List. He is 30 years an actor and your professor, Sean Whelan. Now, the most important issue we have to talk about today, the return of the Blue Jacket. Return of the jacket once again. But here's my question: mm. Has it ruined the specialness of the jacket? See, I'm, I'm, I'm. This is a work in progress for me. The blue jacket. How often should it be a surprise? Should it come? You were leaning towards more like if the bar is raised so high with the blue jacket, everyone feels some. It feels a little so less than with the, the blue but jacket. But the truth is, there's so many things you can do under the blue jacket to make the blue jacket a different outfit. You know. But then if I wear it to I mean, it was kind of my premiere, like, Hollywood party thing. Then it starts to feel like my podcast jacket, which defines it differently. So Does that make that sense? This, you know what I mean? This isn't as important as a premiere to you? Or? Uh, it's not that. It's just the regularity mm-hmm. of the pod. Well, I feel, I'm an actor. Mm-hmm. I study behavior. And you seem offended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what gave it away? <laughs> what gave it away? The snarky mm-hmm or the rolling of the eyes? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It. Uh, I'm excited by it. But of course I had to wear it today because underneath is a reddish shirt and a little bit of whitish pants and the blue socks and the blue socks it's a little it's uh i know this is an evergreen show i'm getting smart uh but it's july 3rd and tomorrow's july 4th but i'm not alone roxy is rocking some very patriotic pants as well i don't know if i could because it's a dual leg situation i don't really know how to show the people yeah so like this is one of the legs right and then the other leg is the star (laughs) But it literally, it's stars and stripes. You get that, Jeff? One leg stars, one leg stripes. Guys, I've never been more impressed yeah. by a joke in my life. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I did, did, was there a joke that I missed? Did I miss a joke? You, I think we are the joke. Oh, we're the joke. Yeah, we're the joke. Oh, I, will, I will cop to being the joke this week. Okay. That? We're all the joke. He's always so political, and I was trying to keep this apolitical, Jeff. Uh, so anyway, we are going to talk about auditioning. It's... It's really hard, and here's why. It is not how you will ever work on a set. It's not how you will ever work on a stage in theater. It's a a complete anomaly. If you were doing a scrimmage to try out for a basketball team, that makes the most sense, just like someone sees you in a scene night or something like that. But auditioning is so weird. It's such a specific craft. And so that's why it unnerves people. There's very famous people who says, I will not audition. And I understand why, and that's why it freaks people out. But I'm going to give you tips today to help you feel confident 
in that very specific process of getting work and acting. Because if you are not a very famous person who probably had to audition at some point, you can't just say, I'm not going to be on right. auditioning Right, person. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll meet with you, but I won't read. Yeah. We all have to jump through that hoop. And to help me discuss this, as always, is Miss Patriotic Phenomenal this week. And Phenomenally patriotic? Roxy Stryer. That's she. I am her. And uh, the old glory of producing, Mr. Fantabulous, Jeff Graham in the booth. So we are... Old, old glory is quite <laughs> I'm trying to... You know what I mean? I was trying to come up... Because I did a patriotic thing for you, and then I figured I tried to... I know, but you missed his note. And that's why. So J Lo T- Oh, okay. All right. Well, I totally did. I totally did. Sorry about that. Uh, inside missed. baseball. Inside baseball. All right. So this is what we're going to be talking about uh, today. But before we do, we always do one, two, three. Sean's week. And it's the, he's not in the booth. He's, but he yeah, he missed. Know. Yeah, he doesn't know. It was he the does. best one we've ever done. Do we tell him? I, I think he has to. No, no, because you know what? It's going to only get better. Yeah. And so this is a step in the right direction. This makes permanent. But what I love is that it was just an, a look in the eyes. We've done it enough. We can finish each other's, you know, Sean's Week sentences. Oh. Yeah. So we, we were so close. It, it was happening. Only and if there's no apart. cheese on it. Cause... Only if there's no cheese. All right. All right. So my week. Okay. So a couple things happened. I went out of town and I went to a Horror convention, a horror. Yeah, you convention. did a good job. No, it was clear. It was okay, clear. thank you. And that's where I meet horror fans because I did a movie called that, People Under the Stairs. That was not as good of a that job. That was not as good as that you, first you ditched one. The enunciation. I, I've, it, that's I, where I meet my bunch of horror fans. That's where I meet my horror fans. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I meet them because I did a movie called People Under the Stairs several years ago. People still love it as as well as other things. People actually, a lot of people know Twister and Never Been Kissed. And that was, Why are you surprised by that? Because it's a horror convention. Yeah, but you don't think horror movie fans would know Twister? Yeah, no, I guess they do. But sometimes that's, instead of coming over and buying some of my horror stuff, they'll only buy the Twister stuff, which that's a little bit different. Interesting. And, but, um... It, it was great, but there was the promoters got a little shady. I'm not going to get too into detail, but uh, treating uh, the guests, the people who were there, a little shady. And we, uh, one of my friends specifically, and she treated stood up for one of your hers. friends specifically shady. Uh, yeah. And she stood up for herself. And your friend you, who was there in your position or was there in as a my fan? position? Okay. My position, yeah. And and we stood up to them and. Luckily, because we had we had prepared what we were going to say, what, or she prepared what she was going to say, and uh, felt very strongly about what she was doing, they heard her. They made it right. First was apologizing, but it was me who actually said, well, we're not friends. This is a business. So, you know, if you burn my steak in a restaurant, you come over and go, I'm sorry. No, you buy me a drink. You buy dessert. You make it right business in a business. So they did, and it was wonderful fans, and it was really, really great. Um, and then... What, uh, do you, what do you do in that situation, though, Sean? Because if it happens at a restaurant and the steak's burnt so badly, even if they do make it right, you probably don't go back and eat there again. Uh, well, the hard thing is there's so many the different factions are, but what if you love their... Uh, potatoes or something like i the maybe the venue maybe some things about the running of it 
but the fans were so great mm-hmm. and I don't go to this area very often and so people That's such a so bummer. I loved Yeah, it was a bummer but but it did get worked out. I had a great I had a I personally had a great show. There were glitches, some glitches for me personally, but there was really bad for my friend, but we we made it work. We made it work, we made it right. And for me, yes, I would go back a lot more prepared, caveats in place, things that I demand, you know, on that end of it so I can cuz the fans were fantastic. They were just so great. I I I, the vibe of it was really nice the, in spite of all that is what I guess I'm saying so it would be me just being a little more prepared up front and being more specific about demands and how to be taken care of uh, but yeah I, I I think I would and especially if you know my manager was handling it hmm. she I would get she would be more of a pit bull because she was there she learned a lot and she would be more of a pit bull next time to make sure um, and then uh, but unfortunately, there was a movie I was going to do. I think I'd spoken about it on the show. Someone had seen me in another horror movie and asked me to be the lead in this vampire movie. And we had set days and price and everything like that. And then I come back to find out that it was a lot la- like a third of what they said it was and more more days, the less price, money. Yeah. And, I'm, and there's just because of all the other things I do, there's just an amount now that it just makes no sense for me to walk out of the house. You know, because um, they um, had they lied to you or they didn't know. They said no. They said this was it. This is how much. These is how many days. That's the last I heard a few weeks ago. When I landed back in town, they said, "Oh, we got to close this today." And I said, "Well, same deal, right?" And they went, "Oh, actually, it's a third and more days. More days work, less money." And I thought, so they I didn't guess- say we're so sorry. Funding fell through. Wow. Well, no, they, they they did say, yeah, we had to take a pay cut and blah, 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 blah. But but the thing was, you you lead with that. Right. You lead with that and say, hey, Is we want to talk to you about yeah. there. And, and, you know, and and then there's the things that you have to think about, guys, when you do this profession. It's the two weeks before my daughter leaves for college. And those are the two weeks I have my daughter in my life before she leaves to college. So... If work comes along, it has to be worth it. Mm-hmm. it there has, and, and the thing that sucks is I really wanted the role, but literally I would lose a ton of money and lose time with my daughter, and I have to have the courage to go, I can't, you know? What did your representation say? Totally agreed. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Not, not even a pushback by any degrees, and, and it was a friend of mine that was like kind of a go-between, and she was like, it's totally fine, I get it. But it's just the trust gets broken. When you when that's not even you know I think okay great let's do this oh but by the way and and they didn't even volunteer it I had to ask and everything's all the same right well do you know what I mean sounds like you were dealing with some shady people this week not yeah yeah it was there was things that were disappointing uh, but I think it's just it's just choices in this business that that like we talk about so much Roxy that like it's how you do things it's not. That you're doing them, it's how you do them that sometimes, because it's such a personal business and our personal time and our craft, that if they treat you in a certain way, it's it's more important than the work itself sometimes, yeah. you know? Which 100%. Sucks. So uh, those, that was my week. So it kind of dovetails into what we're doing today is, you know, know what you're doing and be prepared because you don't know what's going to happen and how are you going to handle it when, you know, the audition room is different than what you thought. So we'll get into those kind of things today, flexibility and things like that. Great. But before we do that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 
I'm uh, wondering, is there anything I should know about AfterBuzz? You know what? There is so much you should know about AfterBuzz. Like what? <laughs> well, first of all, the fact that we provide all of this amazing content to you guys for free. And here is what we are asking for in return. If you love the show Acting Class Weekly or any of our number of after shows, whether it's on our reality channel, sci-fi, fantasy, wherever it is that you love us, that you give us a five-star rating and a thumbs up. That's on iTunes, YouTube. Subscribe, comment. We love hearing from you guys. On this show specifically, we read everything you guys have to say. And if we have time for it towards the end of the show, I actually want to give a couple of uh, shout-outs to people because we want to know what you guys want to hear about Acting Class Weekly. What are you curious? curious about is it about headshot resume real representation auditioning right. booking a, a sitcom versus a drama how you should do those differently anything right. that you guys want to know we want to talk about it so that's where the commenting comes in and then the rating and subscribing it actually boosts our views and it makes more people able to find us so that really helps the show out so if you are looking to give us a hand that's how you could do it we know that you guys uh, love us as much as we love you so we would really appreciate that five star uh, uh, and that's what you need to know about AfterBuzz, Sean. Yes, yes, that's what I needed to informative? know. Informative, uh, very informative. Did you miss our, our theme music? A little bit. I missed our theme music. A little too. bit. Uh, there, you. There's just a twinkle in your eye when you have it. Not oh, that you. Not that you don't have twinkle a twinkle. In my eye. Oh, can I say a twinklerer more? More twinkle? Can I, I tell you? You say. could say it, but that doesn't mean I'd doesn't understand mean, what you said. No, at, um, at all. Uh, did you say twinklerer? Twinkler-ish. No, that's less than, right? So I, I don't even... More twinkle. I am so un, un, not on the same page. I don't even know what you're trying to... What I'm trying to say is you have <laughs> you always have a twinkle, but when the music's there, you have more oh, of a twinkle. Oh, I thought you were saying today I'm more twinklier. No, I'm saying because when you have the music, there's a mm. little more of a twinkle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But, mm. you know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> See, you, guys, we can understand her behavior, just how she's behaving as an acting class. There, there you go. There's an acting class right there, and it's not happy. I'm giving, <laughs> I'm giving two of these quickly. I'll do more every week to come, but I love a couple of these. This one from, actually, this week from McMurray110. He uh, calls this not just for actors. He gives us five stars. He says, I have no serious plans to become an actor, but I still enjoy this show. I have many friends who are producers, writers, wow. directors, actors, etc., and I find the behind-the-scenes stuff interesting. Sean Whalen and Roxy Stryer provide great advice for actors, but it's also a good look at the process behind movies and TV shows. So we really appreciate wow. that, McMurray110. Uh, also coming from Jake the Big Snake 6996123. Wow. This uh, he says best podcast out there, five stars. I look forward to every week when this comes out. It's my absolute favorite and I learned so much. So those are the two shout-outs this week. But wow. I'll continue to give more because there are a bunch more and we wow. see you guys and really appreciate you. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate that. Uh but let's talk about this because this has actually something in terms of Maybe not uh, specifically, but even, you know, interviews, if you have a job interviews, you can take some of the stuff that we have today. Um, sp- certainly not um, preparing a monologue from Shakespeare, but there may be some tips in there that you could use in your daily life for uh, any kind of interviews. So let's jump in. Um, firstly, 
please, please, please don't listen to this one until you've listened to Preparing for an Audition and The Waiting Room. They are sequential. They, uh, I mean, if you want to learn about Just the Room, but it's really good to do the, this is the third in this, our, in a series, in a series of our audition series. So please make sure you do this. Another caveat for this one. This is, specifically for a pre-read or is what it's called is on tape for producers. The reason I'm doing this one, we will do one auditioning for theater. We will do one auditioning for producers or callbacks. But this is specifically because this is like 90% of what is happening in Hollywood. Sean, can you define what a pre-read is? Pre-read means that you are going in, meeting with the casting director. They're putting you on tape and the casting director will decide if you're moving forward to meet the producer are going to another level. A lot of times now they're doing a thing which is called on tape for producers. You go in a room, there's someone there, maybe a couple people reading for you, reading with you, and they're going to take that tape and send it to the producers. If we're talking about independent movies or student films, you're going to probably walk in there and you're going to have someone reading, the casting director, and probably the director if it's a small movie, and they're going to be sitting right there. But either way, all those scenarios will have one, two, three people and a camera, and this covers all of that. Great. Okay? So... When you're heading in, Roxy was very specific about when we're transitioning from the room outside to the inside, and we were talking about the headshot, right? It's a big moment, It's too. a big moment. They come out, they call your name. Very simply, confidently, calmly. I have my headshot. Do you need it? They're going to tell you very quickly. No, we're good. Or, yeah, thank you. That's it. Don't make it a crazy moment. Have it sitting out with you, ready to go. And this is a different episode, Sean, but is your resume on the back of your headshot? It is. Okay. Yeah, but you just say, do you need it? They say yes or no, put it down or don't. Don't make it more of a big moment. Well, I, you know, I got some new stuff on there that I want it. No, 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 just yes or no. Fine. Move on. Okay? Whoever walks you out, it may be just the casting. Maybe the casting director only is there, and that casting director is going to bring you in the room and tape you. Maybe the casting director is going to bring you in the room to meet you, her and the director. Or a lot of times it's an assistant who is just doing the on tape for the producers. Whoever walks you in or is walking down that hallway or walking to that room, please be pleasant. Please be, hi, how you doing? How's your day going? You know? You know, how you doing? You feel good? Um, and if you, you know, sometimes I'll go, are, are they, you know, if it's if it's like director, I go, is he horrible? Is he just the meanest guy? You know, and they'll laugh, you know, have fun. Be nice to that person. That person's going to remember that when they're casting, they're going to say, oh, but you know, he was really nice or she was really great. And also, Sean, speaking cynically, I love that you just said that because you should be nice to everybody in life because of why not? Course. But, but even if even if you're somebody who doesn't believe in that philosophy, it's harder to book the gig if you're not. Exactly. So if you're not nice to that person, they're going to inform somebody of that. Absolutely. And then we're going to carry that into when you walk into the room. Uh, Your demeanor, and this is why it's important. So I always tell my students every day, just say to whoever's in there, hi, how are you guys doing? How are you? How's your day going? Guess how many people care about them? Nobody, because it's all about us. And they, you know, they would love to say, oh, it's, you know, it's great, but the air conditioning's broke. And then hear that, and like we talked about in our networking, say, oh, my God, that must be really hot for you. I'm so sorry. Uh, well, uh, I'm going to be getting into my air-conditioned car, and you're going to be stuck in here. Sorry. You know, mm-hmm. if it's a comedy, if you're having fun, I'll go, I'll go over that in a second. If it's a normal audition, these are dramedies, uh, regular shows, nothing too 
deeply dramatic or deeply comedic. I just say they're people. They want to be acknowledged. Just be pleasant. This is the first moment when you walk into the room. That's John, all I'm saying. And John, is this while you while you're putting your bag down? While you do you go over and shake their hand? Or no, how? no, no. Don't don't shake hands. Don't don't shake hands. That that used to be a thing, and now it's just not. You know, people. How did Mandel X that? X that touch a my long hand. time ago. Yeah. Uh, people do not shake hands. Uh, obviously, no hugs. You mm-hmm. know, anything like that. Now, I have hopefully the casting director that we're going to be having in here either next week or the next week after. I've been seeing her for twenty five years, and yes, she would give me a hug. We're friends. You know, friends on Facebook and stuff like that. But only if you know them so well they and you know it's okay, they initiate anything. But just say hello. How they? How are they doing? Right. Um, and usually I, I'm a guy, so I don't know about bringing the bag in the room. I would usually leave so, it outside, be, but then only what, if you feel trusting. Right? From what I have been told and what I've done, I don't leave my bag outside anymore. Too many horror stories if there's a lot of people. If there's one okay. or two people, maybe not. But if you're sitting there and there's way more than that, then I bring my bag in. And the first thing I do is put it at the door. Perfect. Just right next to the door. This is great information yeah. for, you know. People uh, with purses. Yeah. Yeah. People who <laughs> or carry purses. Or yeah, exactly. Um, so that's what I would say in a Norman audition. Be just pleasant and then get ready. If it's a comedy, guys, have some fun. Comedies are fun. When we talk about when I, we were going to do a class about auditioning for comedies specifically, uh, be have fun. Tell me a show where you – a comedy movie or a comedy sitcom where you go, those people are miserable. Mm-hmm. You don't. They're fun. They're funny. The, you know, all the interviews, they're, you know, they're all fun, funny people. If you can say something funny, I went on an audition. There was all these great-looking guys. Um, I had to come in early, so it was out of sequence. So they were auditioning the really handsome guys with white shirts and black pants. And I had to come in early because I had I booked something later, and they understood and shoved me in this category. Um, and I was like this you know, dorky neighbor or something like that. But I walked in the room. This was a producer session, so there's more people. But I just said... Listen, guys, um, I have my white shirt and black pants in the car, but if I put it on, I'm going to get a lot of guys very upset. And they all laughed and thought it was funny. Do you know what I mean? And and it shows – and so that's really good. And if you're doing a very heavy drama, it's really hard if you're in the zone. Sometimes when you see these waiting rooms and you're doing like a scene about a father at his daughter's – you know, five-year-old daughter's funeral – there, no one's talking to anybody. Everyone's very deep into their stuff. So when you walk in, you can still be pleasant. Just stay in your acting zone. You know you have to be in a deeper place, but you can say, hi, nice to see you and stuff. And so save your super pleasantries till when it's over. That's the difference if it's a very deep, deep drama. And then drama. snap out of it real quick. Yeah, you can. When you're done, I mean, a lot of times you're either crying or whatever, and you wipe your eyes, and you're like, whoo. Like, I'll, I'll always say, oh, there's a nap in my future. You know what I mean? Or something to loosen it up after. Uh, but even if you can't do that and it's really heavy, just you can still be pleasant, but they're not going to hold it against you because they know what you're going through right now emotionally to be prepared for the scene. So why is this important? Because you're not auditioning. You're auditioning for two things. One, your craft, to show how good you are, to show how you understand the material and how you can uh, bring it forth and make their story better. And the other thing is, do I want to work with this guy? Is there, are they nice, pleasant, decent people who I want to see on the set? I think it was Tina Fey who said, you know, only hire people that you can see in the hallway at 3 a.m. in the morning. 
And so you're auditioning for both. So you're auditioning yourself as a person and the craft. Right. So it's really, really important. Uh, if you can, right when you get in there, if you can say something, if it's a script or a movie, you can say something specific. Again, read the room. I'm giving these tips, but you have to read the room. If they're rushing, then don't force wedge these things in there. But if it feels right and it feels organic, you can say, oh, I love the script, especially and pick a specific scene that is not going to say, you know, if it's about a girl who wins a championship, you go, oh, especially when she won the championship, you can say, oh, I just love that scene with her and her dad before the first competition. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Shows that you read it. And you're saying do that afterwards? No, right at the beginning. Right, yeah. If you can, if you can, again, feel it out, you know, feel out the room, feel out the vibe. But if you can, it always, it, it's just a little way to show that you enjoy the project and that you actually did read it and aren't blowing smoke. Right. So uh, that's really good. That is something that will show that you're a professional, you're someone who's pleasant to work with, and, you know, you know the material. Sets you up for a good – it's a good place to be when you start your audition. I get it all the time, and this is what you want to hear. Oh, Sean Whalen, we love him. That's what you want to hear. That's what you want to hear. That You want to get that feedback. Takes five, maybe four, three to five years to get that. But if you do that consistently, then they go, oh, yeah, let's bring in Sean. We love him. You know? Now, you know, they don't love me, love me, but that's Hollywood yeah. speak. That's Hollywood speak to it's always going to be a nice – it's always going to be nice to see him, and he's always going to do good work. So that's what you're shooting for. So that reliable, reliable, friendly, fun, fun nice. reliable, nice. So that's what you're shooting for. Secondly, now it's time to get down to work, right? So this is said many ways, and we have to be specific. It's take control of the room. Now, if you've heard what I've said before, you're collaborating with this casting director to both do a good audition. Listen to the other one. We talk about why that's important and what they're looking for as well. They want you to do a good job. You want to do a good job, so work together. So taking control of the room. The first thing you want to do is survey the space. You don't see. You don't even get to walk in. A lot of places um, where you work, you get to, like, if you're getting a job at a grocery store, you get to see where you're going to work, walk around. So you don't get any of that. You walk in. No lay of the land. You No lay of the land. So take a second to look around the room, see what's there. Let's say you have prepared for a scene where the first scene you're standing, the second scene you're sitting, right? But you don't see a chair, and you could say, hey, and again, calmly, confidently say, hey, I wanted to stand in the first scene and sit in the second scene. Is that okay? And they, oh, great. Sorry, we just moved the chair. It's right here. And they will do that between the scenes or sit in the first scene or sit all the time or because I remember doing a scene where I was like a presidential candidate or whatever, and I was standing at a podium. And I walked in, and there was only a chair. So the next part is I said, well, can I – do you mind if I stand for this? And they said, you know what? Our camera is set up so specifically on this desk. Everybody's just been sitting. And you know what you say? Okay. Okay. Do you, you have to have rehearsed for both of those, Sean, then, just in case? Do you try to do one run-through at least standing? I'd like to when I'm preparing just in case. I just worked with a guy today where he had uh, just coached somebody who had one specific uh, character, another specific character, but they're very close and not a lot of lines each. And I said, let's, that's what they told you to do, these two characters. 
But let's run one if they just go, you know what, can you just read all their lines as one person? Because sometimes they do that. So we rehearse that just in case, just to be ready. So, yeah, practice it standing and then, yeah, do a couple times sitting just in case. So, again, we've talked about this. Prepare, be ready to make your choices, but you can't be locked and rigid. Will they ever do, Sean, if it's a scene that you've gotten and it's a a walk and talk scene? Mm -hmm. Will they ever make you sit in a chair? Or can you pro- pretty much Some, assume? It just depends on them and their space. Maybe they rented a place that they thought was bigger, and then they said, oh, my God, we forgot that we rented it to someone else. You're in this tiny room that only has the desk and room for a small desk camera, and you sit on a chair. Okay. You know, you just don't know. Um, when you have a physical comedy that's re- and they want to see you do the physical comedy, always ask, you know, where's my frame? You know, how big do I have? How much room do I have? And sometimes they'll offer it, you know. Hey, and by the way, we want you to do all the physical comedy because you this whole wall is yours. You know, play with it. Have a great time. So you're going to survey the land. You're going to figure out what the frame is. You're going to say, I'd like to do this. I'd like to stand for here. I'd like to stand for this. Sometimes if you're just doing some movement in the thing and it's very important, like maybe you're pacing, you can simply ask. And when they ask you, do you have any questions, please Ask your questions. Don't say, oh, well, I don't want to ask. It makes me look unprofessional. Absolutely false. You look unprofessional if you make an assumption that you could have taken care of easily and blow it. What are other types of questions that you ask, Sean? So uh, you, uh, sometimes I will say they will be reading through a scene and there's a big quiet moment, but they have the line before the quiet moment and after the quiet moment. And I'll say, oh, when you get to that page and there's that quiet moment, I kind of prepared something for that moment. So do you mind just giving me the space to do what I prepared that's quiet and before you say your next line? To make sure that they don't To make sure that you, that, yeah, and a lot of times they'll just rush through it and, you, and they'll go, oh, great, thank you. All of this shows, guys, if you collaborate and ask specific questions, it's not 90 questions. It's not 100 questions and saying, hey, can I scooch it this way? Can I just say, hey, can I sit or stand? And then you have to adjust. But what it does is show you prepared. Do you, You're making choices. Do you ever ask questions about the character? Sometimes you'll say uh, some another good question about the character. Let's say it's not on TV and you don't know the tone of the show. And this director is a new director. So you can't research anything to show the tone of the show. You could say, so I'm assuming this is pretty broad, right? Because the writing is so. They go, you know what? Actually, it's grounded. It's a little more real. Uh, and you could say, hey, this person seems like the the comic, you know, wild guy. He's kind of like the big uh, comic relief, right? Yeah, he is. So have fun with him. Again, ask questions that maybe engage them into talking a little bit more about the character so you can get more insight. Do you ever ask a question you already know the answer to just so that you can get them kind of warmed up? No, okay. I've never really done that. I, I just ask honestly questions. That Whatever already, questions you have. Yeah, like I'll just say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that third part, it, this sign seems like it's a typo, right? And they go, yeah, that is a typo. You know, don't say it like that, blah, blah, blah. You know, it, they again, it just shows you're looking at the material, you understand it, and you're trying to make it really good. So yeah, um, another one I always ask is, let's say uh, we did one the other day when I coached you entering the frame. Hey, can I enter the? Can I walk in here? I had this great entrance for this comedy thing. It was so funny. Um, I'm supposed to be carrying like my mother-in-law on my back, and you're supposed to run up to this guy at his wedding, and go, hey, 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 she broke her foot. Where, where's the? You know? And so I said, ooh, can I run in? And she goes, you know what? 
I know it says that, but it blur. This camera's not great on movement, so it blurs. So can you just turn into it? And I went, took a second, took it in, and went, okay, great. Adjusted it, and then I just did a quick turn. Same energy, same everything. But entering and exiting frame, you should just make sure they know that you're going to do that. You don't just want to say, all right, we're going to do the scene, and then you just step out of frame for no reason. They want to know, just say, hey, I'd, I'd like to enter frame. Is that okay? Because and would that be before? This is all right before you've started working. You're clear, clarifying right, if they, if your they space. Ask you to slate, if they ask you to state your name and, and yeah, yeah. you would do that would do it, and then but, step out of frame? Right. That's if you asked that. Say, okay. hey, when, after the slate, when, when we start the scene, do you mind if I step into it? Got it. Does that make sense? So then what they're going to do more likely is do that slate is say so what does that look like a slate is you stand there they say hey stand there and just give me your name height and roll your reading for or just give me your name and then they'll pan up and down to see your size and something like that so that is called a slate and then you'll get ready to start your scene and then again if they ask you a question you know you have any questions be specific answer the questions so you're about to do your scene you've done your slate guys Take the second you need. It's okay. And I always say this to my actors, and it looks good for you as an actor, and it looks great for the casting director, which is you look at them and say, can I take a second? And just take a second to breathe, to breathe in this character. If he's in a swamp, breathe in that imagination that you, all of a sudden it's hot and sweaty. You're out in the you know evergreens and stuff. Uh is Evergreen's a swamp? Sure. Mm. No, it's not, is it? No. No, like, but what, am I, like, what is the word I'm thinking of? Isn't there a word like evergreenish for swamps? Green, uh, the green, it's it's moss is what I think I'm thinking but of. But the evergreen. What are those hanging, think, the hanging vines? Willows? Oh. Do you know what I mean? That when you know swamp scenes, you always see these people pushing aside the green. Yeah. You know, what are those? What are those called? Swamp. Swamp. It's a swamp. No, but the the specific green things aren't they called something? Vines is what you're vines. I get. I don't know. Yeah, Rain I don't know. Forest? But anyway, so evergreen. <laughs> I don't know. Either. We're gone. Uh, Kilimanjaro. We yeah. we we're gone. All right. So anyway, but <laughs> Mars. All right, we're way off. All right. So now, uh, no, but take that second to get into place, to get into character, believe your situation. How long is too long? You do not want to go longer than I would say. I think fifteen sec fifteen seconds would be kind of long enough. You're you're milking you're it. milking it a little bit. I think you can do it in ten. You can do it in ten solid seconds. Shoe for five. Yeah. Okay. Shoe for five. One one thousand. Two one thousand. Three one thousand. Four one thousand. Five one thousand. And I now that I say that, I would say three one thousand. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? If you went one two three four five, that's fine. But if you're doing like that slow, then yeah, five to Ten seconds tops. What about Mississippi? Push for fives. One Mississippi, two <laughs> Mississippi, three. Then three Mississippi. Okay. No more than three Mississippi's. Right. Three. You, you have three one thousands or three Mississippi's, but fives if you're quickly. Right. And fifteen, you're milking it, and 15. ten if you're barreling through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we know. Now we know. So take that second. Why is this good? Because it shows you a 
are transitioning and getting into character. And B, I'm telling you, it just looks great. Casting directors love that because they know that people prepare. I saw this firsthand. I think I talked about it. Maybe I didn't. But uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman on Twister, every time we were about to do a scene, we'd all be hanging out. And he goes, all right, we're going to be rolling in a couple minutes. He would get up. He'd walk away. And he'd just start walking in a circle, walking in a circle, walking in a circle, and getting into this character. If you guys saw Twister Dusty. It was written as a surfer guy. He didn't do it as a surfer guy. He brought his own special thing to it. But he had to get into that character and take that moment. It shows that you're prepared. Um, and like we just talked about, don't take too long because then it's like it becomes annoying. All right. Do your scene. Live it truthfully as possible. When you're reading and you're reading with somebody, you always look at the person that is the person in the scene. If you have other people in the scene, you put them just slightly to the right or left, never way over here, never way over here, you know. Uh, oh, so you, you shouldn't look at the reader like they are the person that they're reading for the whole time because no, you're no, saying no, only, other people. No, no, no. Only if, like, let's say there's a scene with you and my three sisters, but you're the main one talking. I'm looking at you, and then my three – couple of my sisters have a line. It would just be slightly looks – next to you for them even though the reader's reading for them yeah yeah if you know it's different people just but again guys slightly because of the camera even here uh look if you're on youtube and you're fortunate to see it on youtube me going like over here as opposed to over here it's a lot more drastic mm. so just i've never heard this one before yeah just 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 slightly because they always want to see your face and more importantly they want to see your eyes right. everything happens in your eyes uh so be confident, make your choices. And then when you're done the scene, they go, great, thank you. And when you're, before you move on to the next scene or when you're done, you say with confidence. Anything else? Now, this has been a big controversy for years. Oh, don't ask anything else. It looks desperate. And they're absolutely right. If you say it desperately, there's a difference between saying anything else I can do to get this job. Please tell me I really need it. If that's the subtext, yes. If you're going, anything else? Like, anything else I can do? Please like me? That's not great. But if you say it as anything else, because I can take any of your adjustments, throw them at me, and I will adjust. You see the difference yeah, in that like kind of, that. it's not what you're saying. And you're it's saying how before you're you go saying on to the next it. scene, or that's yeah, you asking if sure. you should even go on to the no, next no, no. scene. No, no, no. They'll they'll say, Okay, uh, let's go on to the next scene, and then you say, Oh, great, thanks. Anything else with that one? Or uh, you know, if it's in that situation, yeah. I'll say anything else with that one? No? Great. Take my moment, do the second scene. Or if it's just a one scene audition and they finish and they say anything else? No? Great. So always ask it, but just ask it confidently. And you know, no one's going to get offended if it's the attitude. And we've been talking. That's why it's so important to listen to all three of these and that this is the third one because you're bringing in an attitude of confidence and you're not above me. You are someone that I want to work with to do really well. It's a date, guys. It's a date. When you finish this audition, sometimes, believe it or not, casting directors don't know what they're talking about. They just don't. And sometimes you're smarter. But as actors, we always walk out and went, I did horrible. We always beat ourselves up. No. If you walked away from a bad date, 
You wouldn't say that. I think it's the same as anything. It's not casting directors don't know that they're talking about. But, you know, last car I bought, I was like, okay, I want a white four-door car. And I left with a red two-door car because I saw something else that I wanted more. You know, I went went in and I thought I knew exactly what I wanted. And they showed me something else. And I was like... Oh, I didn't want that. I want this one. So are you equating yourself with the casting director? Or yeah, the, yeah. Right, because okay. if you show them something else and they like it better, then that's what they want. Right. So but they don't always know exactly. They might think they know what they want, and then you show them something different, and maybe that's what they want. Yeah, or and exactly. And or sometimes they are angry because they got a bad phone call about their kid at school, or their lunch is late, or they said, you know, you're going to end 15 minutes early, and they ordered their lunch and then they're going later and they know it's going to be sitting in a restaurant cold or whatever. You don't know. They're human beings. They're human beings. So if it doesn't go well, like I said, a date, you wouldn't walk away from a blind date that didn't go well and go, it was my fault. So it's the same way. you got to look at it as both of you. It's the situation. It's the material. It's all those things has to come together. All I'm asking you to do is take care of your side of the date table. And my student, Russell, who I'm going to bring in here to talk about coaching and how it's changed him he always calls me and goes yeah man it was a good date it was a good date that's That's what he'll always say and that's 2019 though don't tell them that yeah (laughs) true 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 it's it's the you know you understand it's a metaphor people people. metaphor people come on now my coach told me that we're on a date right now yeah yeah yeah. my coach said yeah we're on Uh, a date right now Uh, i think i'm gonna get a second date what i'm not you know yeah uh, yeah, blackball, Sean Wheel. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so it's really important to do anything else with how you say it. It's just so, so important. Now, they might say, so ask me anything else. Anything else? Uh, yeah. Could you do it again in that whole section when you're talking about your kids? Could you just be more excited and more hyper about that? Uh, the writer gave us a note that they uh, they changed that, and that's going to be really more important to her in the storyline. So could you just do it again and emphasize that? And Absolutely. what do you say? Give me a second. Uh, that's exactly right. Absolutely. Now, take that second to go through your script. They're not going to care. Again, if you do it quickly and precisely, say, can you give me a second? You go through the, your lines, see how you make the adjustments, say one quick second to prepare, great. Because they just threw you a curveball, so that's all right. Or you can just say, sure, think about your lines, look down for a second. Okay, I got it. And then if they say, hey, can you do it like that? And you go, wait, isn't she? And if you have a question, again, about it, the adjustment she gave, just ask the question with confidence to as if it was someone that's on your same level not panicked or scared, just say, yeah, but uh, isn't that the part where they say, yeah, but they're actually cutting that last part, so that, oh, great, that makes sense. So just discuss it. What if you say we? Isn't that the part where, and they they look at you confused like uh no just do what we asked kind of thing i i i, I honestly have never that. had that okay. no i've never really had that. i've you know i've had really bad direction really bad direction so if you're unclear with what they're asking for you kind of just clarify it yeah just to be clear you're yeah, asking yes, me to yep absolutely just to be clear da, da, da. again don't make these into long long debates we're not asking you to get into huge discussions just have the confidence to talk to them like you would anyone else when you're trying to get something done. Okay. Take a second to look over the script, as I said. Uh, and then here's what's always great. And you could do this at the beginning, too. Say something to show that you understand it, to clarify, to use a metaphor like we just said. 
So let's just say you're saying uh, you're, it's about a father who has to get rid of his favorite car, right? Because uh, now they have to get the minivan because they're going to have a family, right? And you say, oh, my God, uh, my uncle had to uh, get rid of his fishing gear because – his man cave because they were having a baby, kind of like that, right? And they go, yeah, absolutely like that. Do you see what I mean? Anything yeah. to show that you understand it. But I Any- liked how short and sweet that was as opposed short to, oh, my sweet, God, my guys. uncle who lives in Pennsylvania, which, by the way, quite the weather they've been having recently. Yes. He actually owns a bar there. Uh, not that that's relevant to the story. Look, but this is the slippery slope of what I am teaching today. I don't want you to think this is you. Having, oh, good. Now I get to just talk and blah, 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 blah. What I'm saying is I want to take you from deer in headlights terrified to comfortable and asking for what you need. Which is a matter of a couple sentences. couple sentences. Yeah. Big, not not long. Uh, and that is really, really great to say, to show that you understand. So take the adjustments. My uh, Russell today, I coached him today. And he, uh, we did one. And he's just got, he's one of these guys that's just got a very strong, loud voice. And so he was doing these guys yelling at this guy at the porch. So I said, you know what, just in case, let's do one if they say make it more normal, like you're not that far, just because his loud is probably louder than others. So we did one softer. And I threw him the adjustment. He did it great. And I said, great. So now we were ready for if the two characters merged, if they ask you to do it quieter. You know what I mean? We just had some adjustments ready in place. But never be freaked out by them. If you've studied, and you shouldn't be auditioning unless you've studied and know what you're doing, don't audition before you know what you're doing, guys. We talk about this all the time. Is it smart to guess what adjustments they might have you make? You can try a few, but you never know. Because there's going to be a lot of times, like I said, writing, you know, writing changes that the director might have made the night before right and said hey guess what this guy that was going to be really dark and creepy is actually going to be kind of funny now so if you could take that adjustment and make him a little goofier especially in this section great Mm -hmm. take your second prepare for it do it so we're telling you to talk we're telling you to prepare we're not telling you to sit quietly in a corner for a half an hour to prepare and we're not telling you to have a big monologue i know we're repeating ourselves but it's so so important yeah so when you're done and we talked about this before make plans you know to prepare for an audition make plans afterwards because you have to go wash your car you're gonna go meet a friend for lunch you're gonna uh go home and just do laundry when you are done you say, thanks, and walk nice and cleanly out the door. Uh, Roxy, don't forget that bag. Don't. Don't forget that bag. you don't want people to think you're pulling a Tiffany Haddish yep, now. Yep, exactly. Pick it up. Leave. Explain to Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish used to leave her bag with her phone recording the conversations in the casting room so that she I could then say she that. forgot it and then come in and grab it. And it's been a big point of controversy recently because she came out and said she did that. So now casting directors are looking for people leaving their bags to see if they're recording things. Wow. Yeah. That's not really great. I mean, I know we all want to know that. We all There's want that reassurance. It, it was more about she wasn't booking. She was trying to figure out why. Oh, and, okay. she, and she got a lot of answers as to why. So she's actually actually really grateful that she did because it changed a lot of her performances the things that they weren't telling her but still uh a little controversial as to whether that's right okay. or not but yeah get your stuff and here's what i want you to do with the sides throw them away the nearest trash can in the don't do it in the lobby or don't do it in the waiting room necessarily so you should have p- printed and brought your printed own printed and brought it oh very good uh point that i 
forgot on here. There's no auditioning on your phones, guys. No auditioning on iPads. It's the paper. You're going to hold the paper. Uh, question that you asked me last week when we coached. You can hold, I believe, me personally, in holding the paper, even if you never look at it. It's great to be super, super familiar with the material. I've heard that from 99% of people. Yeah, that hold, you should the still paper. hold the paper. Yeah, just to have it, just in case, because you might and have to grab Sean, something. Sean, are they there at the auditions, or do you print that beforehand? You print that beforehand because you've been working on it in episode one of these three, right. preparing for an audition. So have those. But when you leave, the, as soon as you walk out of that casting room, the first trash can you see, throw them away. And people go, but what if I get a call back? You'll reprint them. But yeah. don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. You're done. You've done your job. You feel good about what you did. The rest has nothing to do with you. You might be, and I've been told by uh, my my kind of story from the set was basically I was in a uh, audition for Rob Reiner who literally said, you're the perfect guy. You've done the best read of anybody. You just don't look like. The guy, you're playing some guy's brother and you look nothing like him. Nothing you can do. Nothing I can do. Nothing I can do. Rob Reiner said it was the best actor that he read, but there's nothing I can do. So throw it away. Move on with your day. If you hear something great, if you don't. What was that for, by the way, Sean? Uh, that was for his movie uh, Flipped. Hmm. Very cute movie. Uh, so... That, the, so then move on with your life. And, your age, and, and if you have an agent, call them. Hey, this is how it went. Uh, I feel good about it. Great. That's it. Let it go. Let it go. Frozen. Fro- you'd be done. You're absolutely done. What is frozen? Mean? Let it go. Let, Let it, it go. go. Oh, well, that was like a like you're in puberty or something. Mine. You went go go. Uh. That's what they do. Oh wait, that was Let it that go. was a, Let, Let it, it go. go. I know, but the last time there was a little hitch that sounded like a maybe like I'm a in puberty. Throat. You don't know. You don't know me. You don't know. <laughs> so listen, these, yeah, these are the the tips that will really help you have a much better experience in the room. And I can't wait to bring in Russell, who literally has said that his nerves are gone after working with me. That's crazy. Because he feels prepared. He knows how to handle the room now. And it's really, really great. So these are the tips. Use them. They're helpful. Um, and just remember, confidence, calm, and collaborate. Okay? Oh, I just made that up. Confidence, calm, calm and collaborate. collaborate. Cool, calm, collected. Is, yeah. Different. See, you just changed it. Don't no, change that's, it. That's the one. Cool, calm, collected. This right. Is confidence, calm, collaborate. collaborate. Yeah. That's mine. All right. So, uh, Roxy, where can we find you? Everywhere at Roxy Stryer. And you can find me at that guy SMW on Instagram. And you can find me at Sean Whalen Peeps. And as always, thank you for letting me be part of your journey. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.